Hey you. So a little bit of FYI, a little bit of disclaimer. I'm not a professional, not at all. I'm merely a student sharing her life wisdom, her experiences with you, be they good or bad, whether you resonate with them or be like, I ain't ever doing it that way. Just an idea. Take it what you will for entertainment purposes. All right. So with that said, and and please don't be one of those people like the devil made me do it. On with the show. Hey, everyone. This is Joy Love Bernstein, and this is podcast 83. What I have for you tonight is I want you to have a better conversation when it comes to what a pushback is. It's funny because there was this therapist that went and wanted to you to have it where we have a boundary when there's a pushback. To me, she created a great platform for that. And I thought the, how she had it was great. The only conflict that I had was her, the idea that she defines pushback is when you make a statement about something and somebody else gives you an opinion, a different perspective on what it is you're trying to put out there. It's not a pushback. Don't try to create a communication indifference (laughs) as a pushback. I think that's the thing that we're doing is that we're now trying to find a different lingo to avoid a conversation, to avoid a different perspective. Because here's the thing, I will always be right. I think what you got to do is just listen, listen to what another person is saying. And you could say it's all wrong because that's what normally a person will do is say, you're all wrong. My view is more relevant and my view is what it is. But that's the difference between people of experience and no experience. When you have very little experience, your opinion is the only one that matters. It is the only one that's facts, right? But then when you have experience, you take on different perspectives. So you could have an understanding of what your thought process is about this, which would allow you to further expand, to further look into it, rather than just say, this is true. This I know. This is why also at the same time, I sit there when I go on things and people will say, oh, that's not true. Like for instance, this one where the, uh, somebody had went and stated that, you know, why is it that when they don't eat much, they gain weight, but yet people who will go and starve themselves or not eat much, they drop like it's nothing. But yet when they do it. So it was funny because somebody had went and replied to her saying, that's not true. That's not true. You don't gain weight from not eating much. And my response to her was, 
It's not true to you, but it is true to many because it is in my experience. It is. And I am one of the many where if I eat less, I gain, I gain. And that has been a struggle for me because I don't eat less for trying to lose weight. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I am the opposite from somebody who is an emotional eater. When I'm emotional, I want to go to sleep. When I'm emotional, stressed out, frustrated, can't think, I go to sleep. I will feed my son first before I feed myself. Like I'm more focused about, okay, is my son having his breakfast? Is he having his lunch? Is he having his dinner? Most of the time I would have one meal and I'm hungry the whole time. But the thing is, I'm just too busy. And at times I don't make myself the priority. I don't make this a ritual, a habit to have my meals. And then when I do though, though I will say when I do eat, but this has always been me since I was a kid is that when I do eat, I graze. I could drink a cup of coffee and that'd be enough for me. That's a meal. I could have five cookies <laughs> and that could be a meal for me. But that's the thing. I would look at it as a meal. And then somewhere in there, if I have a big breakfast, big lunch or big dinner, everything else is small. You won't see me having three big meals, four big meals, five big meals. But my thing is, if I eat less, I gain weight. And I notice that when I start eating bigger meals or if I start eating equal amount five times a day, I'm dropping. But it's a struggle for me. It's a struggle for me because I don't like eating. It's like just so much movement from my mouth. <laughs> but I try. Don't get me wrong. I try. And even at this very moment, I am trying to figure out what my allergies are, what causes me inflammation. I'm figuring this out for myself because I want to be better. I want to be better at this. So back on the subject of pushback, when I think of pushback, when anyone that I've seen and how their term of pushback has been, I want this job and it's not happening for me. It's a pushback. I'm trying to maintain this job but it's not working out for me. I've got HR here. I've got crappy coworkers here. I've got bad managers, supervisors, leaderships here. That's a pushback, especially when you know that you are an employee, a good employee trying to do good by the business, by the company. And then you realize it's not you, it's them. But how long will you tolerate being in that? Right? That's a pushback. I think about this is a path that I want to go into. It flows for me. Somebody tells me to do something else. Don't do that path. It's a pushback because the thing is, I don't want to do what somebody else wants me to do, but I do it because I'm thinking, well, maybe they know more about me. 
but then everything becomes a conflict. Like, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel good about that. I'm not even growing here. That's a pushback. But for some odd reason, people are now trying to hide behind the term pushback when it comes to being indifferent to someone else's idea and their opinion. That's not a pushback. That's just called you don't want to have a conversation because what I say is truth. What I say is facts. Right? That's a pushback. That is not a pushback. Somebody will say that's a pushback. No, that's not a pushback. That's just called you don't want to have a conversation. So the idea that this therapist felt that that is a boundary, that is a red flag of a boundary when people push back when you make a statement. No, that's called not taking a conversation. I think that's the problem we have so much these days is that we don't have a conversation. We get caught up in insecurities. We get caught up in the low vibe ego and we don't have a conversation. And then we're trying to use the flow of life and use that pushback terminology as, hey, this is a boundary issue. Here's the thing. Have a boundary issue. Don't use it towards a conversation when you're voicing an opinion and somebody disagrees with you. You can stand your ground and hold your boundaries on someone in a conversation if they went and diminished you, right? If they literally went and diminished you, set a boundary. If they went and cursed you out, humiliated you in front of peers, in front of people, that is setting a boundary. But I repeat, it's not a pushback terminology. It's just called you're dealing with a difficult person. And you can stand there, don't get me wrong, that's that moment right there where, yeah, you cannot have a conversation with someone that is difficult, especially when they start calling you dumb, especially when they start diminishing you, undervaluing you. But you can at that moment stand there and say, I don't appreciate that tone. I don't appreciate that verbiage. You will not speak to me in that way. That is setting your boundaries. That is also having a conversation. And even though people don't want to deal with difficult people, sometimes you need to be that one person that wakes somebody effing up. Because a lot of difficult people are grown, bratty individuals that nobody wants to say anything to. We need to stop walking away and start having a conversation and start speaking to people of your boundaries 
and tell people how you need to be spoken to. But understand the difference between somebody undermining you, diminishing you, compared to someone telling you an experience, a different perspective about the same concept that you're going through, that you have been through. Because it is quite enlightening all the things out there, you guys, all the things out there that we have been told and programmed to believe, to be true. There was even this statement that I heard that I was just like, oh my God, yes, that you should not raise your kids. The parents of today should not raise their kids the same way their parents raised them at a different time. I think there are some things that we should hold value to, but we need to catch up in how we raise our kids these days. Because I'm telling you, it is way different during my time and it's a huge different towards my father's time. Because slavery was my father's time. Oppression was my father's time. Let me just say that, oppression. Maybe not the slavery of years ago, but it's funny how people of color during that time, even to this day, still react the same. That we will not speak up, that we will not do this because this could happen to us if we do. You learn to take the back seat. You learn to be the better person. You learn to be a doormat. So please, in understanding the terminology of pushback, don't use it to hide behind and misconstrue the purpose of having a conversation. People disagreeing with you is not a pushback. People disagreeing with you in a conversation is not a pushback. The flow of life not going your way is a pushback. <laughs> but at the same time, it's a redirection, right? If things aren't going my way, it's a redirection. If you feel full-heartedly for it, then by all means, do it. If it doesn't take you into something easily, keep going through it. Maybe you're just going a different route than how you should be doing it, but you just couldn't wait. Because <laughs> we, have to keep going. This is my conversation with you tonight. Please don't be in a place of misunderstanding what a pushback is. Because too many people, I've been seeing so many people try to use that term when in reality, they just don't want to have a conversation. They just don't want somebody else's experience nor opinion of the same thing. They just want where this is where I stand. Take it. So they're not really having a conversation. We're just out here making statements. 
<laughs> so with that said, everyone, my name is Joy Love Bernstein, and I am the creator of this podcast, Good Morning Joy. You want to find out more about me? I'm here in San Antonio, Texas. I am a yoga instructor. You can find my website, bringyourownmat.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Practice Yoga with Joy. I'm also on Instagram, Practice Yoga with Joy, or I Practice Joy. So with that said, everyone, good night. And remember, don't use the term pushback when you're trying to avoid a conversation. I love you.